Hello everyone. Welcome to Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry. As the word says, we shall come into his presence with singing and into his courts with praise and overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. To minister, something to say. And you know, you know, sometimes you have to be careful what you ask the Lord uh, to speak. That you, what you ask the Lord for, because I was, I was like, Lord, you know, if you give me, if you send me with a message that is very heavy and tell me to go deliver it to a million people, I'll go do it. Sometimes, uh, you know, this with this particular message that I'm going to be um, presenting this morning, I'd have been much better off if I was telling it to um, about a thousand people. These are the type of messages that after you preach, next week, too many people don't return to your church. And, uh, and, then, uh, and then the Lord is actually asking me, I said, Lord, you know, by next week, we might not ever have anyone coming back. And he said, great, I'll find you some new one. Even if I have to bring the angels down to let them, you preach to them, then let, so let it be. So, you know, we're going to do what is pleasing to the Lord and do what is pleasing to the Lord, period. Every time uh, we will accommodate man in this ministry at no point. We, we will never do it so long as we um, we are in ministry. We are going to deliver the word of the Lord with precision, with boldness, with confidence, you know, and we we know that God is love and I'm I'm not against any any um preacher or any um that that preach the, the message of grace. I don't think anybody can do justice like I've said to the message of grace. But then we are taking into consideration the heavier messages that Jesus Christ also gave to the church. And you know a lot of times when we see I like to watch the great miracles, signs and wonders and so forth like that and, and snippets of them that we see on TV. But, you know, when we go check these men who are producing those levels of the anointing and the power, the power of God, these are men that are, are, that, are, that are submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Either that or they are rebels who, are, who Jesus is going to reject at the end of the age when he says to them, depart from me, I know you not. Because they, uh, allowed, they did not want the anointing of God to be a blessing to his body. And a lot of that is in the church. And, you know, as we're very young in ministry and begin to venture out, we are very mindful of this. And I've seen it. Uh, I've been in churches where, where it, has, it has been. Right. And then and, and yet still people will invite you to come and uh, bleach from 12 o'clock in the morning, from 12 o'clock to maybe two, three o'clock. And they want you to pray. And uh, we have uh, I've been invited to those kind of prayer meetings. I'm like, hell no, I'm not going. I'm not offering up prayers that are not going to be answered. And I know. The kind of conditions that God will answer prayers under. The grace of God is there. But when you're going to have a sustained level of the anointing and the empowerment of God, you got to be walking in righteousness and holiness. Right? You've got to be dead to yourself. And we are, this, is, this message is um, for, for everybody to a certain extent. But everybody, we are, we are um, conscious that everybody is at a different point. And that there is certain levels of grace that is being extended to you, depending on where you are. If you just got saved yesterday... The expectations from the Lord for, for you might not be uh, the same expectation for someone who's been in the faith for 10 years, right? So there is a, a, a rigidity to the message, and then there is also a gentleness to the message to, to, to just point out the grace of God, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that is available to, to transition you. As you hear a message like this and they begin to say, yes, I want, to, I want this to happen in me, oh Lord. So, you know, when that's one of the, uh, when I've shared my encounters with people, I, I usually share that, you know, God spoke to me audibly. I was walking in. And I say this um, not to boast. I say it because I'm just saying, oh, plain and straight, God spoke to me. He rebuked me. He, he, he spoke to me very harshly on a few occasions. One time I, I uh, fell on the ground. 
right? So that's that's how direct God has um, spoken to me. So you know, I know that God is not. He will have, um, give you time to mature, but you better you better answer that um, that call. And especially for some of some of us who have been around for a, a while now, we it's it's time. And, and God is gonna say, okay, I'm giving you such and such time, and if not, then you will fall out of the um, the design. And you might run out of time. Eventually, we all run out of time. Time is limited. You know, the work that you can do when you're 50 years old, you can't do when you're 80 years old. So that's why I, I approach the things of God with this kind of seriousness, understanding that, you know, I'm not going to um, always have the energy, the time frame to go and accomplish what God wants me to do. So if I'm going to do business with God, I'm going to do business with God as a man, as a mature man of God. That's how I'm going to do it, period. And that's the expectation, especially for those, you know, sometimes if you're sitting in the pews and you have not really grasped what God is asking you to do in your in your own life, that might be okay. But for those of us that God has called to, to be ministers, to minister before his people, to go outside and um, evangelize and go um, love the lost and so forth, we have to come with a level of maturity and commitment to the Lord. We, you know, there are certain baby things that I see in um, in believers, and and they're they're want they're thinking that God is going to use them to do mighty things. When hell freezes over, it will never happen. You you might as well get yourself to that message in the um, that Jesus offered when the crowds and the multitudes were be before him, and he said to them these things. He said, begin to talk to them about the weightier things of the kingdom, the weightier things of the kingdom. They had seen the miracles, they had seen the um, multiplication of the food, and so forth. And now he was going to tell them the price and that it, the cost to be a disciple, which is one of the things that I articulated very clearly at the beginning of this ministry. Right. So that people understand that there are going to be challenges. You know, it's not convenient to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. But God is there with you all the time. But let's do business with God the way it is in Scripture. Let's allow the Lord to transform us, to change us and to make us into men and women that when they see us on the street, they will see Jesus Christ inside of us. And let's not um, just meander to church back and forth and play these games. I would, I would, I would rather, um, you know, the Lord extract um, certain relationships and bring the ones that are, are going to allow us to do what he wants us to do. I'm that direct with God. I know he didn't call me here to, um, you know, I know God doesn't waste his time and, and he's certainly not going to waste um, our time. He's cause, calling us to accomplish something and the severity of that. You know, the Lord woke me up this morning after four, especially after I went to bed like 12 o'clock. With this, and I felt the energy of God, the, the power of God, it was like burning on burning my head. The intensity. And you know, not many people don't understand this. Uh, they wanna they will never convince me that God doesn't communicate in this dimension. That Jesus, the commander of the armies of heaven, King of King and Lord of Lord, that it's all about butterflies, it's all about healings. No, it's not. And it's about time we wake up and realize that. And, you know, we, we, I have to have this type of mentality because God told us what we were going to accomplish when we come down here in London. Even though, like I said, this is the, this is the message that many people want to give when they have a thousand people before them in case 500 walk, up, walk away. They still have, I mean, they still have half. But for me, it doesn't matter. I'm not representing myself here. I'm not building ministry for gain, for financial gain. I'm not building ministry for fame. I'm not trying to uh, acquire anointing so I can look like I'm powerful in God. Absolutely, those things don't mean nothing to me. And as a matter of fact, God actually gave me the anointing, a part of the anointing that is actually on our life. And the effect that it will have, the immediately the Lord calls into ministry, allowed that to happen in my house. And I see people who are in ministry for 10, 15 years, and they're still excited about 
uh, dispensing the power of God in uh, on people in a way that they will they will have some type of physical manifestation. They're still excited about that. One and one. We are we are going after the big thing. The, listen, the people Canada has over thirty million people. Forget about the world. Canada, your neighbors, that seem as if they're doing well. The children come outside and they play and they ride bicycles and you see everything seem like it's good in their life. Well, let me paint a different picture to you. They're on their way to hell. And the previous generation of them, they're in hell now. Many of them. By the millions. Period. How do you know that? Go read the scriptures. That's what's written in scriptures. That is why we're here. That's why God brought us here. As a part of those people that will go and reach those people. That's what this, is, this thing is about. We are ready to die for it. I'm ready to take a bullet for that. For the souls of men. Jesus did his part and went to the cross. And paid for our sins. And many of these people are not in church. And not in God. Because of the failure of the church. And I will not replicate. Before that I pack this ministry up and forget about it. I will not replicate many of the churches that I've been in. No. I, I, under no circumstances will I do that. So this is the time for the people who are saying. That they really want to serve God. Prove to him. Prove it. Why don't you prove it to him with your obedience, your willingness? When he tells you to do something, whether or not it's convenient, it's convenient, you go ahead and do it. And if we're going to get, I know that the ministry that God has spoken to us, if we don't lay this foundation, for that, if you don't lay, you're going to go 30 feet or whatever stories in the ear, and you don't lay the proper foundation. What do you think is going to happen by the time you get up there? Do you think that foundation is going to be able to hold all of those furnitures, all of those people, all of those parties, all of those things that they have up there? It will not hold it from a physical perspective. And in laying the foundation for a ministry, for a ministry, you have to have the understanding of where you're going. I have an understanding of what God has spoken to us. That's why I'm so diligent about this area of it. And God is having me being so diligent about this area of it. Because we will fail. Why do prophecies fail? Don't get a, a prophetic word. Get excited about the prophetic word. No. Get excited about the prophetic word. And then allow the process of, the, of what God wants to happen in you to happen. And then the prophet, pro prophetic word will have value. Then you can expect the, the uh, manifestation of it. A performance of it can come to, into your life if you're now transitioning to it scripturally. But if you're not doing the things that are necessary for you to do, you can say, just like you see the bird fly away, say bye to that prophetic word. That's where, this is where we are. So I'm laying this, laying this up because, you know, I, I, I don't want the Lord to, um, I don't want to fail and waste my life because I've seen it in church. Let me, approximately 80% of the people that I know in church, they bear no fruit. The people in the world using, using the techniques that are in scripture are producing the only things that their soul's not saved. So they're getting rich outside, but their soul's not saved, so it don't benefit them. The Bible says you will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So when you want to prosper, we go from it. From, why are we look at um, kingdom principles when it comes on to finances? Because we want, to, we want our souls to be saved while we get rich, while we are blessed. When you look at the Jeff Bezos of the world, they might be wealthy. They're on their way to hell. That's why we want to do it from a kingdom perspective. Or else, you know what? Can you go outside and just disregard God and potentially make money? Millions of people are multimillionaires and even billionaires because of that. But we're doing things from a kingdom perspective. Everything that we do is from scripture because we are protecting our salvation while we accomplish these things.
So, so we are talking today about mental transformation from a kingdom perspective. Mental transformation from a kingdom perspective. And we're going to look into scripture in regards to this. We're going to look into scripture. And the first scripture I want to go to is Philippians 2 and verses 5. Philippians 2 and verses 5. And it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. No, to, to, what kind of mindset did Jesus Christ have? The minute we begin to read the Gospels, we know what kind of mindsets the Lord Jesus Christ had. Based on what he was doing, based on how he responded to circumstances and situations. Look at all the Pharisees were just objective to everything that he stated. Yet still he was not offended. He rebuked them. Then he moved on with his mission. He moved on with his mission. He didn't allow offense. He didn't allow unforgiveness to dominate him for the next year. And then he wasted his time. And then hypocritically go before his father and pray that signs, wonders, and miracles would happen. It would, it would not have happened. The Bible said that Jesus Christ learned obedience through his sufferings, through his sufferings. So let permit this mind to be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let or permit. That means we have to allow the Holy Spirit to undertake this process of the newness. You know, salvation is one thing. Baptism is one thing. And those things are amazing. But if you want to prosper, if you want to bear fruits for the kingdom, then this, this is where, the, the, we are, where we have failed. Because we come into this kingdom, and Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And we want to operate with the mindset of the old system. The carnal man. The things that, you know, as loving as our moms and our dads are, we respect them. The Bible tells us that we should. But the junk that they taught us, we need to throw it in the garbage bin. Because many of the things that they taught us is not consistent with scripture. It's not consistent with the words of Jesus Christ and the mind of Jesus Christ. The, the, the attitude of your village can contradict the word of God. Many people are outside now thinking that they're on fire for God. And they don't know this God, but they're convinced. This newness has to come to you. We have to, we have to pursue it and allow it. And put the old man under for this mind to function in you. Or else you're going to be ineffective. Ineffective in your prayer life. Don't, let's not pray together unless there's a spirit of togetherness and of unity. The gospel of Jesus Christ does not entertain these type of perspective. And if you've been in church over three, four years, you should know this. You should know this by now. God is looking in this day, you know, God is looking in this day for the people that are ready to do real business. Or else we're not going to change the numbers that I just listed there. They will not change. Do you notice that when, if, if you're going out there and you're changing the nations now, if people are being saved and healed, and you're having the testimonies of the things that are spoken of, in scripture and you have an intimacy with the lord and you're you're walking in obedience to the lord congratulations if that is not your story right now then today is your day for an adjustment today is your day 
for change. And that's what the Lord is saying. And there are certain times when the Lord has to trans has to communicate this to you with, with a lot of um with intensity. In an with an in an intentional way, in a specific way. Deal with this area. Get it taken off, uh, uh, take it, taken care of, and let you and I go down, walk on down the road into the explosive promises that are in my word. And we have to be men and women enough to do it. Or else we'll come on here for the next six months, one year, and waste our time. You see, you are, I'm not the only one I've seen it in churches. I've spoken to many of you guys, and you've seen the, the same things in churches. If we do the same thing, what what is the what different results are we going to get? I was talking to Tayshawn. I think Tayshawn is on here this week, and him and I are, get along very very well. Very intelligent uh, young man, especially for this age in his life. Very very in intelligent and uh, very humble. He he's not perfect. I'm not perfect. So if we are, and him and I talk like we're brothers all the time. I spend a lot of time with him, right? Because he you know he has a young mind and. It doesn't have a lot of the baggages that sometimes can um, affect, you know, sometimes the older brothers that we have in Christ. Last brother that I had in Christ when I was living in Toronto, uh, him and I, when he come, when we, we when we got together, man, the last time we got together, I punched out the wall. It, mistakenly, I punched out the wall in my um, home. I couldn't punch him because he's bigger than me. He'd have beat the hell out of him. So I punched the wall. But he got me so irritated because he's telling me, oh, he's been in, in, the, in um, the Christian faith for 25, 30 years. And I'm thinking, and where is the fruit? That's why we disagreed, because I'm telling you that God want to do things in your life, and and you're telling me, oh yeah, you've been walking with the Lord for thirty years. Like, so so where is the fruit? Where is the evidence of your walk with the Lord? You see why we are being so rigorous? Because I want to produce fruit, and I want everybody, <coughs> excuse me, everybody, that the Lord permit us to minister to, for change and transformation to come in their life, and for them to increase and grow in wisdom and in knowledge. In, and grow in Christ. So we have to be this direct to get things done. We have to face up to the things that needs to be changed and allow them to be changed. Mindset. What is the mindset? The your mindset is the sum total of your belief system. The sum total of your belief system. The factors that determine the decisions you make. Okay, kingdom minded. Uh, let's let's do a kingdom an example here. You know when the first thing that happens when you have when you're sick, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? If the mind of Christ is inside of you, the first thing you think about is God. I'm gonna go pray. Second thing is the hospital. If the first thing that you think about when you when you're in Christ, when it comes down to health and sickness, is the hospital, then your mind needs to be renewed. And you can transition this thought to any other area of your life. You can, you can approach the throne of grace as a child of God with confidence, the Bible says. Knowing. I'm not saying that the Lord might not lead you to the doctor. No, don't misunderstand. Mis, um, he might lead you there. And that's fine if he does. You might not have the relevant level of faith to receive that supernatural healing. And the Lord say, go to the doctor. Because you don't believe in healing. Many Christians don't believe in healing. But the, the, the first thing that you think about is God. That's a kingdom mindset. 
same thing when it comes on to your marriage. They have mar marriage counselors outside that are not married in the world. Do you go to them? Or divorce, I should say. Do you go to them for direction? Or you go to either a man of God or the word of God? Or pray, pray to the Lord about your marital issues. Kingdom-minded people will actually go to the word of God and say, let me see what is in there. What well, always the Lord telling me to conduct this area of my life? That's, that's supposed to be our first reaction. So this mind, permit this mind that was in Christ Jesus also to be in us. Next scripture is Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You're not going to know the good and acceptable and perfect will of God without your mind being renewed. And there's a system that is designed by the satanic kingdom in companion with this world system. Those who are after mammon, just money, at whatever expense. They have no understanding of their soul needing to be saved. And they reje rejected this type of knowledge like we said last week. And they're influencing us, the believers. And causing our faith to be ineffective. And causing the power of God to not be expressed in our lives. Because without this mindset, every, the Lord has told you that you're going to be a powerful business person. Without the mindset, without the mind of Christ, bid that business buy. Go get a job in Walmart. Ain't gonna happen. You're not. You have to be cultured on success principles. From a from a kingdom perspective, God is not gonna have you represent His kingdom when you're still thinking under the old man, when your thoughts are corrupted, when there's prejudice inside of you, when there's hate against one people, village mentality, small town mentality, big city mentality. Those things, they have to go. We want to pray with people. We want to pray for people. But then I want to put myself in a position where their prayers are answered. And the way to get your prayers answered is to come into agreement with the fullness of what's written in Scripture. Subject your life to Jesus Christ and then give Him your mind. Ask Him to transform you. I'm not saying that this is something that we can undertake by ourselves. Jesus, let's go to uh, Matthew 16 and verses 6. Matthew 16 and verses 6. It says, Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. The leaven. So when you put leaven, you put in a 
in a cake that you're baking, it pretty much saturate that old cake. And Jesus was actually teaching his disciples the principles of the kingdom. And they were responding very well. And here were these men that had a mindset that was mean-spirited. I mean, they would see a person get healed and they would wonder, think about which day the person was healed. Instead of celebrate the victory that the person had, that they wouldn't have to be crippled anymore, that they wouldn't have to be in pain anymore. They were, the first thing they thought of was, whoa, it happened on the day that we should be worshiping God. And that's the mindset that they were coming against Jesus with. And he was warning his disciples, don't let this belief system, these, this ideology that is inconsistent with my word, with my kingdom to take you over. It'll bring your soul to hell. We have to be careful of what the world is influencing us to do. Are we are, are, secondly, about what the devil, we are allowing the devil to do these things, to take over our mind. We are not able to observe what is actually, what we are meditating on, what we are thinking on, and, and, and begin to arrest our thoughts and say, this thought is not consistent with scripture. This position that I have, it's a demonic position. It's not consistent with the kingdom of heaven. And I got to go to the Lord and ask him to give me grace to overcome this thought process. You know, I, I, I see it. I see it. I, I interact with, with people. And they're, they are, we are always having mental conversations. But that's not. The Bible said, no, no man by the flesh, no them by the spirit. So when I'm talking to anyone, yes, I'm laughing and I'm playing and I'm, and I'm being friendly and so forth. But I'm, I'm perceiving who you are and where you are spiritually. And the Holy Spirit is revealing things to me. And, you know, in my position that, I'm, that I am here because of the calling that God has put on my life, I have relationship with people. And God, because of that um, position that I have, I have to know certain things by pe about people by the Spirit. I don't need them to call me and tell me. Because if, if God, for example, is calling a person to play a certain part in this ministry, okay, and that person is only playing the part, but their heart is not in it, and he doesn't tell me, and I'm depending on that person to come through. And, know, and they're going to disappoint what God is doing. Do you, do you think the Lord is just going to leave me there? Not having any clue that they're destroying the vision that he gave me? I know what's happening spiritually. It's open season. Nothing is hidden. And I also have to be accountable. I am accountable to God. And he will fire me. He will get rid of me. If I don't function in this we're, this is a message for me also i'm hearing this message as i speak it i'm adhering to what it's what the spirit of god is saying through me in my own life that's why i can speak this forth because first of all i have to be living 100 percent under the lordship of jesus christ and when i sleep at night i sleep well i don't get up in fear because i'm in god's will the minute that I'm not in God's will, you, you can't speak like this. I can't do it. I, can, I don't have the conscience to do it. I know other people that can. I don't have that strength. My strength comes from him. That's why I'm able to do it like this. Mark 7, 13. Mark 7 and verses 13. It says, making the word of God 
of none effect through their tradition. Making the word of God of none effect through their tradition, which ye have delivered, and many such things like ye do. You can make the word of God of none effect in your life. You can make the power of God of none effect because man has a will. And God is never going to take away the freedom that he has given you to choose. That's why people out there are choosing hell, rejecting Jesus Christ and choosing to go to hell. Is it God's will that they go there? Absolutely not. How is it that our will can overpower the God that created everything? He made us in his likeness and in his image. We have to choose. We can be making the word of God of none effect in our lives continually. That's why I meditate on this thing my, my whole life, my whole being, my whole existence. And God is not calling everybody to do the same, the same thing. Night and day. This is my thought process. Night and day from the moment that I wake up in the morning. I'm meditating on the things of God. God has to um, tell me at times to take a break. Or I, I, yeah, because we all need it. It's something, it's something that only God can give you the grace to do. You can't do it on your own. But I want to live a life that is pleasing to Jesus Christ. It's my, it is my design. It's, it's God's design. It is my desire. Like the song said, this is my desire to, to honor you. I want to honor Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ with all of my existence. I think uh, there's a background noise there. I'm not sure if someone uh, is driving and they need to mute their um, speaker. Let's go to um, James 1 and we'll read from 22 to 25. James 1. It says, but be doers of the word, be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his face, his natural face in a glass. You got up out of your bed. And you look at your face and he says, for he behold himself and goeth his way and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he was. We can actually go to church and many people have done it and I've seen it with my own eyes. Don't even give some people by the afternoon, their language, their language has changed. They went back to the whole man the minute they came out of church. The, the, the lessons that were taught there was not even held for two hours. We, we have to come to that place where we say, okay, Lord, I heard you. I heard what you said. I heard what your expectations are. I'm willing. Help. Help me. I don't want to be in that category. I don't want to be in that group that is a hearer only. God will give you the grace to transition. Yes, this is not something that you do on the, like the law that you can overcome. The grace is there sufficient for you to do so, but you have to permit it, this process to take place. And don't disrupt it every second. If you came to Jesus Christ, and whenever anyone messed with you, you were just 
knocking people out. You know what? Three months after that, you're still getting into fights. Four months, you're still getting into fights. But a year, not so many. Two years, you know, you, you have been transformed. You have been changed. Newness. You can't do it anymore. It hurt your, it, to notice that, you, that you're doing this to Jesus Christ, to know that the Spirit of God lives inside of you and you're doing this, it begins to pain your heart now. It makes you weak because you're hurting the Holy Spirit. You're hurting the Holy Spirit. Jesus is looking at this. When I'm, when I'm, I'm mindful when I'm talking to people, whether it be one person, like I said, or more, that the Lord Jesus Christ is observing what I'm saying to them. He's observing every single ministerial appointment. He's supervising it by the Holy Spirit. He sees what I'm saying to his people. He sees how I'm influencing them. He sees if I'm jealous. All of these things he sees. I'm mindful that this is God, that nothing is hid from him. And if I'm speaking to a person for an hour, two or three or four hours, for that time frame that the Lord permit me to be in front of them, I must 100% do, be doing what he wants me to do and be mindful that he is there. And don't take this thing over and own it and let it be mine. And then when the Lord permit you to grow from one person to now minister into five or ten, or even if you have a church that has a hundred, maintain that same position. Character is the ability to maintain a resolution after the spirit in which the res resolution was made has passed. Be the same humble person that you were when you started in ministry. Be the same humble person that you were when you came to Jesus Christ. Remember that he's there when you're ministering. That's how you grow. That's how God will cause you to grow from a small church with five people, ten people, into a church that now has thousands and is global. You're faithful in the little. God will trust you with the much. It's the same way when it comes down to your finances. And that's what I'm about. That's why I said last week, you know, many people, at last church I was in, they were trying to get uh, a church with a thousand members, but they were doing it the incorrect way. By just excitement. There's a way to, to grow physically. You don't grow from, you know, look at the, tran the transition process that your physical body undertakes from your one year old until you're 18 years old it's not something that goes grows that quickly you grow physically you grow mentally you grow in the other aspects that are necessary to your existence mm -hmm. the church it's the same thing this is an organism organism the church that is monitored should be monitored with intelligence How do, how do we allow this process to be undertaken in us? Let's just talk a little bit about how we allow this process to be undertaken in us. Or you know what? Let me actually look at another scripture before we go into that. I want to take a look at um, the story of uh, Saul. And for that, we can go to 1 Samuel 15. Let's go to 1 Samuel uh, 15, and we'll read from verse 11, or verses 10. 1 Samuel 15 and verses 
10. It says, Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repented me that I have set that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me, and had performed and, and had not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a place and is gone about and passed on and gone up to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul and said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth this? Because God had given instructions to Saul to go and wipe out the Amalekites and destroy because they were a very ungodly and even evil people. And they would just influence God's people to be like them. So God said, get rid of them. There's no repentance in them. And, and Samuel said, what meaneth this then, this bleating of the sheep in mine ear? There were not supposed to be any sheep making any noise because they were supposed to be dead. And the lowing of the oxen which I hear, God said, destroy them all. And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen. Disobedience. To sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. So they, they disobeyed God and they kept the best and destroyed a part of it. Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord had said to me this night. You see, God's perspective is not necessarily our perspective. Because Saul maybe thought that he was doing something good. But that's, that was just plain disobedience. And he said unto him, Stay, Say on. And Samuel said, When thou was little in thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? God was the one who anointed Saul to be king over Israel. And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. Verses 18. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil, and didst did evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto, and, and Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord had sent me, and I brought back Agag, the king of the Amalekites. Even the king he brought back, that was supposed to be beheaded. And I've utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people, now he's blaming someone else. But the people took up the spoil and sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Had the Lord as great delight in burnt offering? God, you know, it's a lot of people trying to buy God. They bring money before the presence of the Lord. That they got in a way that God did not approve of. God does not need money. He owns up everything already. He says, the B part of verses 22. He says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Rams. You cannot appease God with offering. You cannot appease God with money. And you can't appease, you know, a lot of uh, pastors will take your money. I won't take your money. I will, I will 
I will um, throw your money right behind you as you, you, you head through the door. I don't need nobody's money. We, the only reason why we take tithes and offerings and those type of things is to do God's work. Some people have convinced themselves that, the Lord, don't take tithe and offering. That's how crazy people are. But the idea here that he could appease God by sacrificing, sacrificing animals was just a big mistake. And God called that in verses 23. He says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Rebellion. That's what we do when we don't allow this new process to happen in, in us. We, we get into a place of rebellion. The old man, the flesh is defeating us. And we can't, we can't give it up. We have to have revenge. And the Lord says in his word, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Those scriptures are means nothing to us. We got to get our own revenge. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he had also rejected thee from being king. You do, you do you think it's under the old covenant alone that men have been rejected? Many people are being, re, are being rejected. God has great plans for their lives. And he's patient. And he's kind. But there's a time when the work has to be done. The souls that are outside are more important than our egos. So God has to move on and go choose a vessel that is willing, that is ready. You might not lose your salvation. No. But your destiny, your destiny in God is important to God. And your destiny in God should be important to you also. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord. And thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. These influences that are under are taking us over. Because we're partaking too much of the world. He was he's a king called by God. That can commune with God. That can have conversations with God. He was supposed to be upholding God's position. And articulating that to the people. And leading them in a godly way. Which is how we should be doing it. What we should be doing these days. Is to lead people in a godly way. To tell them the uncomfortable truth. Not what is convenient. So that their souls can be saved. I'm just uh, allowing. What the Lord is communicating. You know, I was going to go into the second teaching that from last week and it was about seven different times that the lord spoke to me this week about this message and i didn't actually begin to look at this message until friday all of these scriptures that i'm reading the spirit of god brought them to me at different points so that i could use these as examples to make the, the um the points that the lord wanted me to and I know that the reason why this is actually happening is because this is the position of people even in this ministry. People in this ministry. And I know we won't get to the next level. It's like shooting yourself in, it's like shooting yourself in your feet. There are things that you can do to sabotage your destiny. I refuse to do things that will sabotage my own destiny. You know, the devil has enough opposition 
set up for us already that we have to fight against. We don't need to defeat ourselves through disobedience and lose all of the, what God has purposed for our lives. And there comes a point when this can actually happen. And when God begins to speak to us in this manner, let's not read the scriptures and see the examples of the failures and then repeat them. Wake up spiritually. How do we undertake? Just a few points and then we'll wrap it up. Just a few points. How to allow this process to happen. How do we allow this process to happen? The first thing is obedience. We said offer your body a living sacrifice. In other words, there has to be a sacrifice. It's not just going to come easy. We are going to be tempted to do things that are inconsistent with God's word. Obedience. Ask the Lord in those times of weaknesses, challenges. Ask the Lord for help. Be obedient to the word of the Lord. Don't, con don't condemn yourself if you make a mistake. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. We all make mistakes. I've made my mistake and I continue to make mistakes. But I'm running back to the Lord. I'm keeping in, in communion with Jesus Christ. I know he's tender-hearted at the same time. There's a tenderness and a gentleness and a goodness. And the grace is always there for those times when we do fail. But if we undertake this process in the proper way, we will overcome. We will be become those people that God wants us to be. So obedience to the word of God. Proverbs 4 verses 23, it says, Proverbs 4, 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The things that we meditate on. The influences that we allow to come through our eye gate. You know, your eye is not just something that you look through and see exterior. It's actually the place that something can come and impact and give you a mindset that is inconsistent with God's will. Your ear is a gate. We have to protect our eye gate or ear gates. Be careful of the things that we watch that are in movies. Be careful of the friendships that we have. People are, are speaking contrary to what you're trying to accomplish. Be sensitive to when it can impact you. In a way, no, it's impacting your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's a definite, because you so love those things, right? You like hanging out with your friends. You've been hanging out with them for a very long time. You know them. And now this walk with Jesus Christ is a lonely walk because you lost your friend. Because they're not, their conversation is not consistent with a renewed mind. You can't have the mind of the world and the mind of Christ at the same time. So you have to make a decision. Subject yourself to the Holy Spirit. Get out of those situations and circumstances. Philippians, Philippians 4 and verses 8. Philippians 4 and verses 8. Let me see if I can find this on my phone. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, 
Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue. And if there be any praise. Think on these things. The mind of Christ meditated. Not on revenge. Not in a state of unforgiveness against the Pharisees. Not on material things. Not lusting after the things of the world. If you catch your mind, I, one preacher put it like this, babysit your soul. Babysit your soul. Bring every thought under the subjection of the spirit. If you find yourself meditating on things that are not consistent with the mind of Christ, you got to reject those thoughts. You got to babysit your soul. You got to observe what you're thinking about uh, an individual. Observe what you're thinking about circumstances. Observe everything that is going on in your mind. And if you find one, one thing that is there, that is not supposed to be there, constantly ask the Lord for help. Lord, I cannot be thinking like this. This is not consistent with a renewed mind. This is not the way you thought when you were on the planet. And as a child of God, if I'm thinking like that, then something is going on. Something there, I'm still being processed. I need help. That's the consciousness that Jesus Christ walked with. That's the consciousness that we should walk in. Not allowing ourselves to be like the world. The Bible is full of gems. You, know, you, you have to be functioning intellectually if you're going to work and you're driving a car you have to be functioning intellectually visually all the time you're in that car every moment that you're in that car the slightest mistake can, ca can um, cause problem it can cost your life you cannot afford to close your eyes or not be observing and uh and thinking about the stop signs and the people that are crossing the streets and so forth it, you, you wouldn't last very long and it's the same thing if you go through your spiritual walk in an unconscious way, spiritually unconscious, the devil will beat you up, left, right, and center. You got to be sober, spiritually sober. That's why we, the Bible talks about, this is why we pray in tongues. This is why I was, I was up this morning, five o'clock praying in tongues. Because my spirit needed edification. I can't afford to, I say, Lord, you know, you give me a very strong message to this morning. Let it not be because of me. Let it not be because of anything that is in me. I'm careful because you know that we, I have a mind. This, I can come here and present something that is not consistent with God's will. But I'm confident. I'm absolutely confident. And I like to tell people, why don't you go back and check the Lord? Go ask him if he's the one that put it on, on, on my heart to do this. That's, I'm very um, direct. What I'm trying to be as honest as possible. As honest. Not saying I'm perfect, but I'm trying to be honest. You know, many things happen as we minister. It's not always pleasant. Right? People don't necessarily always accept us. I'm not, I'm, and you can be hurt for a moment. But that, that doesn't, that's one of the reasons why God put me here. Because I'm, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know what? You forgive me. I forgive them. I forget things. Quick, quick, really quick. 
hey, Shannon and I discussed something like that uh, earlier this week. And both of us, like I was saying, we're getting upset at each other for a little bit. And I said, you know what, Tayshawn, let, let's look at it this way. Because, you know, you can get upset, I can get upset. And then, you know, we're going to come back and make up like uh, later on, maybe two days if it's not really ba a bad thing, or two weeks. But we're going in that time frame, we're going to waste um, the, a lot of time and not accomplish what God want, wants us to accomplish. Why don't we be mature about this, this disagreement? And if you don't agree with what I'm stating, then you keep your perspective and I can keep mine. And then, but why, why, why about we just move on with brotherly love and accomplish what God wants us to accomplish? And he was like, uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. The guy's like in the 20s, you see? And, and yet still you have people that are 60. It would be war, World War II. That's how it is. This forgiveness um, thing, the, this mentality, it's for everybody, including the minister. I have to be... Um, Cognizant of that. But always it that the promises that God has spoken in your life are going to come to pass. I, you know, I know many people here have ministerial calling. They have ministerial calling. Many people are calling call into business. The mindset that is necessary for your success has to be undertaken in you. The village mentality, like I said, it, it won't take you to the promised land. <laughs> That's why the children of Israel got stuck. For 40 years. And look at the promises that God had given them. Because their, their mindset were like, still, oh, the Egyptians. What the Egyptians did to them. No, God is with you now. Hell, get, forget rid of that. And move on with what God is saying now. That was supposed to be their mentality. They kept on thinking about the cucumbers that they had down there. And God had told them that they're going to have milk and honey. Like, who cares about cucumbers? If you're going to have milk and honey. And the grapes are going to be bigger than my head. Let's mature and go, and go into the promised land. That's why their story is in scripture. Let's mature. Let's allow this process to be undertaken in us. Let's cooperate with the word of God. Let's cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And let's go and not allow so many people to get lost eternally. Because God has commanded us to go and get them saved. Your mind. Our minds. That's what it is this morning. God will anoint you. God will increase you in power, in wisdom. Your words, that the words that you speak with to people will cause them to come to Jesus Christ. You know how many miracles we saw this week alone? This week alone. How many miracles we saw this week? Because, of, because we're not at the top of the mountain. No. We're just, we're going after this thing. We're trying to be honest. Where I'm, I'm going in my closet and I say, Lord, you know that I'm imperfect, right? I can't even see the things that I'm, you know, that are not right within me. Expose them. And then change me. Allow me to come up higher. Begin to burn for that type of relationship with Jesus Christ. Begin to fast. Begin to pray. Begin to say, Lord, no way. I, this is not going down like this with me being a regular Christian. That's how I got the attention of heaven. You know, God gave me an, uh, an invitation like he did everyone else, like you guys. And I became desperate for more. I, I became desperate for this transformation. I became desperate for, for souls. I'm desperate for souls. I see so many lost people there in down here in London. I, do I know them? No. I don't personally know them, but the love of God for me that is inside, of, it will not allow me to walk by the people in the malls, in the stores, at the supermarkets, wherever it is. I can't walk by them. Even if they reject me, 
And have I, have I had a few reject me? Absolutely. Yesterday I was spe speaking to some people and they were like, not really interested. Did I come home mad? No. I prayed, on, I prayed for them on my way home in my car. I said, you know, Stephen got stoned. And he was not offended with rocks hitting his brain. And we are mad because we tripped over the cat at the front door. I can't get over it. We have to be men, men. That's what, the, the, go, you know, sometimes I say, Lord, why is it that I'm born in this dispensation? I probably would have done a better job if I was one of David's men that were highly anointed to go and, 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 and go to war. But you give me this big, um, bad mentality, and then you make me 150 pounds. That's the message. That we only transfer what the Lord gives to us. People don't make the decisions of the, 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 the mention of God that they want. Not verbal. Not this verbiage. No. This thing is a work. But God is willing to undertake that work in us. We have no excuses. We, we are the people that can get to the promised land. Regardless of where we are, we can get to the promised land. We can see the power of God in our families. Now, many of you were praying for the salvation of your family members. Yeah, it will happen when this transformation is happening. When you're given to Jesus Christ, they will see God. They will see the power. Your brothers, your sisters, your moms, your dads, your cousins, your co-workers. As you allow this process to happen, God will begin. The mind of Christ in you will reach out to them. So we're going to, I'm going to wrap it up cold-blooded like that. And then we'll pray for people. We'll pray for those who um, need prayer. The goodness and the mercy of God is here for you right now. This is not, this is not designed for condemnation. This is to stir up the people of God to the next level. All right, so if you want prayer, you can type it in the chat. You can type it in the chat and we'll get someone to pray for you. I'm going to open it up in case Kim want to share something. Um, well, I'm not going to really key because we have shared a lot and there's a lot to um, just chew upon or to chew over. Um, but one scripture verse that came to my mind um, as Andrade was speaking was... Um, Second Chronicles 7 verse 14 and it reads if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land and then upon this now that I'm just reading it it's like the Lord is saying we should come before him and just humble ourselves and turn from our wicked ways and even with everything that's going on in society run, run about us now with even the coronavirus and everything. And in the last part, it's so what he says here, he says he will heal their land. So if we come to him and humble ourselves, then even the things that, going, that are going on around us, he will heal our land. It's not like he made all of this happen, but it's because of even the wickedness that, are, that is in the people's heart. 
why all of this is happening. The Lord is saying, come to me, come close to me, and I will heal everything around you. I will heal your land with just that simple obedience that even Andrade was talking about. And he will forgive you, forgive your sins, and heal your land. So I just wanted to share that um, as we just look into the word that went forth this morning. And um, he was, Andrade was also saying about this week how there's so much healing that has been happening because the Lord just wants to come in and just crash in and up, up on us and even let his glory. He was even speaking to me this week about his glory filling the land because there's so much that's happening and the Lord will show himself mighty to say it's not about the darkness that's going on around you but he is greater. And there will also be a great outpouring of his spirit upon the land and to heal his people. And because of all of that that's going on, he's shown in himself mighty with the healings and everything that is going forth also. And we even have um, a testimony that we're gonna have um, someone share about, you know, even when she came in contact with Heaven Lighthouse Ministry and what the ministry has been doing for her thus far and the healing that she has gotten and just connecting with the body. So I'm just gonna ask um, Margarita if she can just share what's on her heart this morning. So Margarita, you could go ahead and share your testimony. Good morning, everybody. Everybody can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Hi, good morning. Well, it's very nice to be here again. Um, I just want to say thank you, Andrade and Kamisha, for inviting me uh, for this to connect. Um, I just want to say it's been helping me a lot to, uh, you know, with my commitment with God and just to build my foundations, like Kamisha say. Um, I feel like my mind and my soul is stronger now. I mean, you know, I still really a lot of challenges in my life, but I feel that now I can deal with my challenge uh, better than before. And some people in here, they know me and I hope they have noticed that. <laughs> um, you know, again, I feel stronger now. I don't get, you know, the fear to get, to get me, right? And again, sometimes days, you know, everything goes wrong again. And, you know, in the end of the day, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be in fear anymore. God is with me and God is in charge. Um, and again, you know, I've been learning about the foundations. So that's really helping me to, again, to get the place where I want to be. And yeah, I want to share something uh, with you. This being really, it's been, it's a miracle. Um, so last Saturday, uh, Kamisha and Andrade, they invited me to go to their home with my son. Um, so we were chatting for a few hours, you know, we had a nice conversation. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden, like I had to stand up because back in May, I have an injury in my knee. I don't know what I did. Um, it started getting really bad. I had pain and pain and pain and it started getting worse. And sometimes I can even walk. So yes, I contacted my doctor and my doctor, you know, sent me to the specialist and I have an MRI and all that. Um, so anyways, um, they told me that I need to have a surgery and there's no way that my knee could get any better. 
Um, so that day I was upset, you know, because they're like, well, you know, what am I gonna do? I really don't have family here to help me. Only my son and I, right? I drive a standard car too. I'm like, well, who's gonna help me? Like, how am I gonna drive? So again, I was upset that day. But again, in the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna, whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen. I wasn't, I was upset in the beginning. But again, right now that I'm different, you know, you know, in my mind and my soul, like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. So anyway, last Saturday we were talking and I couldn't see him for too long. So I stand up and Kamisha like, what's wrong? And I said, well, I have to stretch my knee. You know, I can't see it for too long. And Andrade is like, oh, what happened with your knee? And like, well, I'm going to have surgery because, you know, it's, some, it's a lot of things wrong actually with my knee. And she's like, well, let's do a prayer. And like, okay. So we start praying and I feel this heat in my knee. Like I can feel the heat in my knee. I'm like, okay, and it feels better, right? And I say, okay. And then that night I was sitting watching TV and you know, doing the stairs, going up and down. It's like, I don't feel the pain anymore. So the days went going on and on and like, you know, I don't feel pain. Even last week when I saw Kamisha at work, <laughs> And like Kamisha, look this and I start jumping and I start running and doing the squats. <laughs> and I say, my pain is gone. Like, I don't feel pain. Like my pain, honestly, is gone. And, you know, and honestly that day I could feel the heat right in my knee. And every day I feel telling Sebastian, my son, like, look Sebastian, and I still jumping and so I was like, mom, I know you don't have pain anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, that that is a miracle. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, and, I, you know, now, again, I have to wait for the uh, surgeon to call me. I don't know if I'm going to call them and say, you know what, forget about it because I don't need it anymore. But they're going to think I'm crazy because honestly, it's a lot of things wrong with my knee. Um, but... Thank you so much, Andrade and Kamisha. My knee feels great. <laughs> I can go to the stairs, jump and everything. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad to be you know, here every Sunday. Thank you, guys. Amen. Awesome. Well, well, let's let's just um give God the praise. Praise. Because, because he's the one who, who did the healing. Right? God is the one who... Um, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We, we uh, make sure that whenever, you know, the Lord does anything, we give him the praise, we give him the honor, and that, you know, it is. Okay? We are mere conduits. So, praise God. Awesome. Uh, if, I'm not sure if anyone has anything to share or um, anyone needs prayer. Everybody's very quiet this morning, I know. This is the kind of reaction you get to messages like this but you know god is ready to um, do miracles in your life if you have anything that you want to pray for we are ready to pray any is, is anyone wanting to share anything let me let me maybe i'll, I'll look at the faces yeah i'm gonna look at the faces <laughs> yeah who, who is it i want to share something this morning i think the only person smiling here is uh dana's son look at that you see the kids oh what a beautiful thing eh? All of that message you put up with them is just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay. I mean, okay. If... hi there. Hey. Sorry, I have morning hair. This is my husband, Jermaine. We're having breakfast. Bless you. Testimony. Uh, morning. So we're here, and I just made breakfast for the family and stuff. And you were asking if we have anything to share. And um, I remember vividly that I, I was driving. I think this was last week. And I asked my wife, because you guys said to send in some requests and stuff. And um, I told her to tell you guys, to ask you guys to pray for us um, for, I think, good job and um, finances and uh, a vehicle and all of that, better vehicle and stuff. And um, I just want to report to you guys that God is good. Um, you know, we're not in a position right now to afford a vehicle. And I was at work again, and my wife video called me, you know, and um, the Lord has blessed us with a very, very nice family vehicle, 2019 Volkswagen Whoa. Atlas. That's amazing. You know, and I just want to say thank you guys for your prayers. Thank you guys for always, you know, encouraging us and being there for us. And I just want to say that God is good. You know, God is just, he's amazing. Thank that. No, because we, 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 we don't have the resources now to afford that vehicle. And, you know, it was passed down to us, you know, and I believe that God will help us because we did not go on our own strength to go and get that vehicle. So in, in, in waiting on God, he, he, he brought that vehicle to us and I believe that he will help us to, you know, maintain it and to pay for it and everything. I just want to say thank you guys for your prayers. I really appreciate you guys. Can't wait to meet you guys. Over to Karina. Bless you guys. Blessings. Thank you, buddy. You're welcome. Well, bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. You're welcome. Any prayer requests? I remember the uh, Bible verse that was uh, given that came to mind before we pray for Karina. And it says this here God did not his son why would not God give it everything along with uh, it was just a clear indication that, that nothing was impossible to God and he had much in store for us so many times during the week uh, Karina's name and Sarah because ridiculous to pray for Sarah and I was just asking also the Lord not we want to see a result. We want to see a result. We want something that would be out of the ordinary, something different. And it's good to see God coming through. That was just my 25 cents. Canadian cents. Amen. Uh, can I, um, Adriana, can you also pray for uh, Tassia? It's her birthday today. Yeah, Desaya is asking for prayer for her mom, Tasia, because it's her birthday. I'm just reading. This is uh, this is the chat, right? Yeah. Mute. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry for my mom. What's her What's your mom's name, please? It's Tasia. <laughs> Hi. What is your mom's name? Tasia. Oh, that is okay. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Um, it's fine. Father God, I want to say thank you. As I always say, when we come to you, there is something that comes with like little children coming to mommy and daddy asking for things. We come to you with confidence. We come to you with the assurance of receiving. Because if it, if it was not the case, why bother? But we have assurances. After we come to you, we are going to receive. So we lift up to you our sister's mother. We ask him for this special grace. We ask him for this special grace of her. Father God, extend your hand in a special way. We thank you for her life. We thank you for her health. Oh, we say thank you. Father God, raise this fire around her life, the fire of protections, so the enemy will get closer to her. Time the Father God to protect her. Above all, Father God, wrap your hands around her. Let her feel your love, your presence. We thank you, Father. We thank you for her salvation. You are the true God of the God Almighty. We want to hear testimony that you have done something special in her life. We have come in the name of Jesus, faith in Jesus. We boldly come to you with confidence, with faith, and we ask and we thank you, Father God, because we know that we have received what we have asked. And we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, Marcia, you still here? Okay, um, uh, Kim is going to pray for um, Rose. for Rose, and then Marcia, you'll pray for the last one at the bottom, if that's good with you. From Taylor. Yeah. Okay, it's funny that I'm seeing this request here from Rose. It's saying about um, improve sight, um, because there, uh, Margarita and myself, we also got a request um, from work to pray for someone um, that had surgery on their eye. And this was just a reminder that I needed to pray for that person. So I'm just going to pray for both. Uh, the name of the person is Tammy. So I'm going to be praying both for Tammy and Rose right now for their sight. So Father God, as we come before you, oh God, I lift these ladies up before you, oh God, 
There's nothing, Lord Jesus, that is impossible, oh God, for you. So we bring these requests to you, Lord, knowing that the eye, oh God, is the, the gateway, oh God, to our soul. And I come against, Lord, every single thing that will come to take their sight in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. And I bind you in the name of Jesus. These ladies will see, We I pray, oh God, that everything, that everything will function as it was made to function yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes, and as Ezekiel prophesy and ask, you ask him if these bones can live. And you said to him, prophesy. So I prophesy, Lord, that these eyes will be open in yes. the name of Jesus and they will see with clarity yes, everything Lord. in this eye. It was it will function as it was made to function in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Awesome. So we, uh, yeah, uh, Marcia, if you could go ahead and pray for Taylor. I'm not sure if Taylor is okay with us. We had a really good time with Taylor yesterday, mm -hmm. and God did amazing things. Uh, yeah, so we just thank God for her, and we just ask you to pray for her with this request. So, Taylor, um, I'm just going to give a brief um, testimony to encourage you um, regarding a place to live. Um, I was living in Oakville, <clears throat> excuse me, for 13 years. And um, to make a long story short, um, we met, I met um, Apostle Andrade and Prophetess Kimisha back in 218. And I knew it was a divine setup. And uh, based on the plans that God um, asked for them and where he has taken them, and now they're in um, London. So back in July, Matter of fact, it started in May and, you know, I had a dream and I know he was calling me into ministry. But however, um, I visit them back in 219 and back here in London and um, I love it. So I start, you know, searching for a place, you know, to live. Anyhow, um, back in July, started July 1st. Um, prior to that, in June, he was impressing on me to take um, a trip to London. But you know, the kind of person I am, I want to make sure that it's the Lord who's directing my step and it's not self. Because sometimes when we allow emotions, we can, you know, um, do things that the Lord doesn't want us to do. Anyhow, July, he brought me here to scout out the place and um, I did. And I drove around not knowing where I was going, but I drove around and then I came back down here um, on the, I think, the 18th. And um i found a place and uh by the 24th i signed the lease agreement because i knew that he has plans for me so while i was coming down back in july he said to me he's taking me in the unknown and uh just as oh you know i it just as oh um there was this man that i know that is blind and he's not able to see but he said just as oh that person needed someone to take them around he's gonna carry me so my prayer for you today is um, if you just listen to the still small voice of where and look about, you know, the signs that he's showing you where he wants you to live, he will take you to where he wants you to be so you can accomplish um, the, the plans that he has for your life. So let us pray. So that is my encouragement to you to just continue to trust God and he will take you where he wants you to be and he will make it happen fast for you. So let us pray. Father, we thank you for Taylor this morning, this afternoon. Father, you see her heart desire. And she has been 
searching for a place to live. But she doesn't want to do it on her own strength. She wants to trust you to take her to that place where she will put down roots, where she will make a difference, where she, where you will have her to be God. Father, I pray that, oh God, that even when she gets weary, when things are not happening the, the, as quickly as she would love it to be, Father, everything is timing for you. And she's in the season that, oh God, that you will have her to do great exploit for you. So, Father, you will, oh God, prepare that place for her. You will allow her to find favor. You will allow her, oh God Almighty, to able to afford the place that you will have her to be. And it's a place, oh God, that she will be comfortable, that we're, oh God, when she walk in, she will know this is the place for her, oh God Almighty. For you already know her hand from her beginning. You know, oh God. God, the foundation, oh God, that you have already set for her. And I pray, oh God, that as you bring her into her purpose and her destiny, that she will also touch the lives of the people that she will meet in the area that you will have her to be. Father, I pray a special blessing upon her life. Bless her financially, oh God Almighty, that she'll able to afford the place, oh God, that you will have her to be. That there will be no lack in her life. That, oh God, she will be a blessing to those that she will meet in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you already have that place written for her. Her name is on that place. And I pray, oh God, that any evil forces, any, any, um, interruption in our plans, oh God, that you will cancel them right now. Every stalwart, oh God Almighty, remove them from our life in the name of Jesus and bring her into a place of plenty. Bring her into a place of promise in the name of Jesus. Yes. So Taylor, be blessed in the name of Jesus and go and trust God for he will do it for you. Amen. Amen. I got my eyes on a bigger house. I think I need uh, Marcia to pray for that house. It's coming. Awesome. Any more prayer requests? Uh, anybody want to share anything? I guess. What time is it? Okay, 12, 13. Um, sure. Let her, Rose, let her share. Hello, Hello. Uh, Rose. Yes. Who are you? I know your first time we're calling on you. Mm -hmm. Are you at work? I was going to ask about prayer for um, so that we can meet together. And uh, were you talking about getting possibly getting a, a location? Yeah, pretty soon we're doing it prayerfully. I'm pretty sure the Lord is going to, um, like I was uh, explaining to you, we were actually looking for a location before we started on Zoom. And then the Lord said, pause. So all of what we're doing, it's we allow the Lord to initiate the timing, like um, Marcia was saying, you know, and we're this is something that we have been praying about and continually praying about. And I'm sure and we're looking casually also. So as, so, as soon as, um, you know, where the Lord opens that door, we'll be having a location. I know you want to greet your brothers and your sisters right away, right? Yeah, I guess there's quite a few people from uh, out east, eh? I'm from uh, I'm from Toronto too. Okay, yeah, I guess a lot of people are actually coming down here. But we'll set up an appointment with you this week, and we'll get together so we can pray a little bit more about those things that we discussed. Okay, thank you. Yeah, okay, so we'll connect. You. Ask you if she wanted to say something. Nicola. Mm -hmm. Did you want to say something, Nicola? 
I don't think she can say anything from that behind that mask anyways. <laughs> we'll just bless you. Good to see you guys. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah. You're at work? I can see everyone on the line, yes. Okay. Awesome. God bless everyone. God bless the ministry. Thank you. Can you pray for my seven Kim? Really quick. <laughs> okay. Like for Stacy had that day, you you should guys should pray for us. Mm -hmm. That God would um, bless us and, uh, you know, increase us and uh, whatever the Holy Spirit put on your heart, just pray. And everybody agree with um, Nicola. I guess, she's I guess we should be wearing a mask on Zoom also. Is that, is that right? No, because I'm at work. No. I'm at work. I'm at the hospital. Um, so we have I, was to just, I was just kidding. All times. Um, however, um, let's just pray. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless your holy name. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we look to you today, Lord, who is the author and the finisher of our very faithful Lord Jesus. Oh, God, today, Lord God, is a new day that you, almighty God, have allowed us, almighty God, to step into, oh, Lord Jesus. Nothing good that we have done, but because of your mercy and your grace, that you have extended to each and every one of us today, Lord God, another chance, oh Lord God, to bless your name, another day to lift you up, oh Lord. Even as we gather today, Lord God, and we sit, almighty God, to listen, almighty God, to these beautiful, wonderful men and women of God, oh Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord, oh God, for a blessing upon them, almighty God. We pray for an open door, almighty God, Oh, Lord Jesus, for this ministry, oh, Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord, that the heavens will be open, oh, Lord God, and your blessings, almighty God, will pour down, almighty God, in the name of Jesus today, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you will continue, oh, Lord God, to pour into them, almighty God, as they give of themselves, almighty God, hallelujah, unto the people of God, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you will be, almighty God, the almighty God, hallelujah, oh God, at the forefront, almighty God, of everything that is done, almighty God. I pray, Lord God, that you will keep them, almighty God, at the head and not the tail, almighty God, help them to be above only and not beneath, and everything that they put forth their hands to do, oh Lord God, let it be done in your name, oh Lord Jesus, everything that they put forth their hands to do, Lord, Hallelujah, let it bring you glory, oh Lord God, hallelujah. Oh God, we pray, Lord Jesus, that self will be slain and only Christ be seen today, Lord God. And as the man of God, almighty God, expound your word today, Lord Jesus, about just being, almighty God, available for God, oh Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that that will be, almighty God, their constant today, Lord Jesus that that will be something that runs through their veins and that it will be passed down into the ministry, oh Lord God. Oh Lord God, you know and you see everything today, Lord God. You know who you will set up and who you will bring down, oh Lord God, hallelujah. But oh Lord God, we see your hand, almighty God, upon them today, Lord Jesus. Oh God, we see, oh mighty God, hallelujah. You're doing, almighty God, in this place today, Lord Jesus. In each of our lives, almighty God, we have seen, almighty God, hallelujah, how you are raising us up, almighty God, a new generation, almighty God. Almighty God, just to be ready for this time, almighty God, to proclaim your word, oh Lord Jesus. And today we pray, God, 
for Kimisha and Andrade, oh Lord God, that you will continue to hold them in your hands, that you will continue, almighty God, just to be a fence about them, almighty God. Keep them, oh Lord Jesus, where the enemy can do no harm, oh Lord Jesus. Help them to stand on your word still, oh Lord, and in everything they do, oh Lord God. Let your name be glorified, oh Lord Jesus, from beginning to end today, Lord God, hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, let miracles be brought forth, oh, Lord God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Let lives turn around, almighty God, through this ministry, in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord God, hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, hallelujah, raise up a generation, almighty God, through this ministry, oh, Lord God, that will call you blessed, and that will be your instrument in the earth, oh, Lord God, hallelujah to show forth your glory. Bless them today, Lord God. Bless each and every person on the ear today, Lord God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for that, Nicola. I think you just prayed another anointing on us. I feel it, power of God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, well, praise God for everything. Did we get everything? I think we're um, good to sign off. Oh, hold on. Let me see what's in the chat. Is that another? Okay, that's it. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for um, coming on. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord bless you and keep you this week. Yes. In all that you do mm -hmm. and protect you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed week, Amen. everyone. See you Bye. next week. Bye.